Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. to engage the podcast where we discuss all things wedding planning and healthy relationships this is una and it's your boy anthony wright aon and all the things follow me on twitter you're too much am i though yeah i feel like i'm the right amount of much there's too much (laughs) and then there's there's much Mm, you know what i'm saying all right anyway um so again thank you all for joining us you know we are now two for two in episodes um and so thank you for coming back and thank you for keeping us consistent as well like i said like we're not playing with y'all this time around and we'll be producing content consistently on a bi-weekly basis you're not wrong i'm not wrong um so this episode here is to give you um, overall life updates, um, but more specifically to focus in on the wedding updates, um, because I'm pretty sure um, for the folks who have listened to our journey up to this point, you are like, huh, we're in a pandemic. Are they still going to Italy? We'll be able to answer those questions for you and kind of like the whole process from uh, the end of December, which was when our last episode before the break happened um, up until um, the current month of May. Um, but before we get into that, I uh, just want to share with you some overall like life things that have happened with us. Um, first and foremost, we're safe, right? I think that during this pandemic, um, it's just been it's just been a wild time for for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that I've and I think that we've collectively struggled with um, is, you know, just like being in a place where like we're both. Um, like we're not worried about necessarily like money or anything like that with our jobs. Like I have the ability to work from home. Like we're still able to buy fresh produce and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and like things to take care of ourselves. Like Albie is cool. Like we're all good, but still like struggling with, I don't know, just like being in a pandemic and like the things that like still are like big deals for us, but like, Balancing, like, the privilege that we have with the issues that we also have, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think that this is just such a time of uncertainty that uncertainty in and of itself um, can be, like, a little scary, a little, like, worrying. Um, You know, stuff has changed so drastically in just, you know, a few months and weeks, week by week, things change so much that... um, you know, we don't know how long this all will last. And mm-hmm. that feel I think that is um because of the privilege that we have, those are the worries that and the fears that we have. Um and we recognize just like how blessed we are for 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 looking towards the future as as something that we are concerned about instead of the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um so for any of you that are are going through a lot of hardship right now, um 
whether that's related to health, whether that's related to finance, whether that's just like related to not being by those you are closest to um, and like truly not being like physically around people. I know that so many of us get energy um, from contact and from being able to be in spaces where we're able to like share our creativity and our love and our joy and we really have to shift how we're doing all of that. So I think those things have been really challenging and um, yeah, we, we feel for all of you and please let us know what you all are going through and, you know, um, if there's anything we can do to help. Yeah. If folks want to zoom us or FaceTime us, we love those. Oh, engage the podcast zoom call. Okay. Okay. Small plug. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we're all good. Um, and we're really, again, just really like prayful and trying to keep positive vibes for the world because it's it's a scary time. Um, prior to the pandemic, um, I started attending therapy for the first time, which has been super tight. I was able to find a black therapist, um, which was important to me, a black male therapist. Um, and I don't know, it's just been like a very refreshing um, experience thus far. Um, spent a lot of time talking about like a lot of different things. Of course, we talked about like Una and like the the upcoming wedding and just like what does it mean to be like a husband and all that other stuff um talked a lot about some like um previous like family trauma that like I've dealt with with like losing loved ones um and just processing all that and um just like a lot of different stuff it's just been like really cool um and I feel like it's it's definitely changed the way that I approach um like even being like uh a fiance almost husband and like our relationship um and just like how I how I just view those things differently um so much so that and if you go back to our previous episode um where we talked about finances which I think it was like episode two yeah I think so two or three two or three um with Chad and Robin um Una and I were we were sharing like how our our views of like how we should split finances, um, they sounded the same at the time of like, I was saying that we both have our own two accounts or whatever, right? Like her paycheck, my paycheck, we bring our money together for stuff that like we jointly, <clears throat> excuse me, we jointly cover like gas, Albi, like bills, rent, stuff like that. And then outside of that, whatever we have left for our like paychecks, um, like goes to us essentially Mm -hmm. and then your point was like the inverse of that right like that we start with a pool of ours and and we we can each have our own like personal things we spend money on but that comes from us Mm -hmm. um and so the therapist was like we were talking about um I think we're just talking about that, like how money just in general stresses me out, like not necessarily just yeah. like within our relationship um, and how like my philosophy on like the whole splitting money thing or whatever. Um, and he was like, oh, so like, why, like, why are you doing that? And I was like, oh, you know, it's just like, it sounds equitable, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you know, marriage isn't necessarily about like equitableness. Mm-hmm. It's like y'all are together, like. Like, you're, an example was your tuition, right? And, like, the, like, loans and stuff that you have. I don't have any loans, fun fact, folks. 
Um, Very fun fact, in fact. Um, <laughs> and he was like, oh, so like, are you going to help her with her loans? And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to definitely contribute. And he was like, but it's a difference between like contributing and like y'all like tackling the loan situation together. Um, like it's not a matter of like you giving money from your check to help with her tuition. It's a matter of y'all's money going towards helping eliminate your collective debt because like it's y'all's debt. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like a, I may not be doing the conversation justice, but it was a good conversation. Um, and we're figuring out like how to, how to better blend finances. And I think we're just doing like a better, this is like what, February, March that I had this, this specific appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we're starting to get into a better rhythm of like, like not even referencing money in terms of like individuals um like oh when we go i don't know when we go buy stuff or like credit card bills or like when we got these stimulus checks like it was like all right what are we gonna do with like our collective right funds versus like i have my 1200 you have your 1200 and like go forth and prosper yeah and i think that i and i think i think that collective um thinking was really more of like what that conversation was about too mm-hmm. it's just like talking about finances I think that is is really important and everyone has the right to do whatever they decide to do in yeah. that in that regard but the collective thinking of a couple I think that um it's like a it's like a microscope on our general like our entire relationship is looking just at money right it's like being able to be collective in that aspect i think has transferred over into other areas of our relationship as well mm-hmm. and that like whether that was like a complete mind shift for you or you were you were still there um but there were areas that you didn't that didn't make sense to be fully collective together i feel like we've like started to make a shift now of just knowing that like we're in this, we're continuing to be in this forever and that um, we have to always be thinking about each other and whatever we decide because we've spent our entire lives like not having to think of other people in our decision-making process. Um, And it's definitely like a really big shift. It's, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, like you go from, and you know, like you just go from having like your responsibilities, like the things that you want to pay for, um, things that you want to do, things that you want to do, yeah, like fun stuff or whatever. And like those things literally have to like do a 180 um, in order for like it to go from like not about you to like about just like the collective or like your relationship or right. whatever the team that you're entering into um so that's been cool and like we don't have it figured out by any means like we're still yeah like you know very much so in the process of of getting to a a better financially literate place as a couple um but i feel like we're definitely like going in a solid direction yeah um and as far as like other life updates go i finished my first year of grad school yes yes um which was very interesting obviously because all of 
Um, my classes moved to being online for the remainder of the semester, which was like about halfway through. And because I'm um, training to be a social worker, I was doing field placements and, um, you know, like a lot of in-classroom work to talk about how to work with clients and things like that. Um, so the shift, I feel like, was very interesting. It was very... Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird shift. I feel like I was already trying to figure out a balance. And I was starting to get into a rhythm for the semester. And then, you know, um, all of this happened with COVID and um, everything has shifted. So it, it was a, it felt like a little bit of like an anticlimactic end to my first year. Mm-hmm. But I also feel really blessed to be where we are um, and to have like the support of, of folks and, and feel that in other ways. Um, so that has been great. Um, and I think that also talks to like the collectivist thing that we were talking about as well as I think that balancing school this year has shown me a lot of, um, has helped me have a lot of gratitude for all the work that Anthony does at like in our household and like cooking me dinner and taking the dog out when I'm like writing a paper and doing lots of things um, of service um, to make life easier on me and that part of my responsibility as well is like is really making time for us as well Um, is really prioritizing getting things done in order to be able to have dedicated time for each other so those are some things that we're working on as well um yeah and I think the other big update huge huge updates that we have um are related to our wedding because again we're living in a freaking pandemic and uh life cannot just go on as usual y'all so um as you all know when we left off uh back in december rewind it all back right um we had let y'all know that we are getting married in italy Uh, We had been making plans about our guest list and the excursions and things that we plan to do um, during our week in Italy. Fire lineup low key, like a very, very solid lineup. It was Um, because, yeah, we were going to spend a week in Tuscany with some of our favorite people. We're going to be able to do wine tastings and stay in a beautiful villa and like really just like make it like our dream, like. I think that we were both spending so much time just, like, visualizing what it was going to look like. and like The aesthetic was going to be crazy. Yeah, y'all. And, like, taking pictures and all of that. So we were really, really excited. We had had some challenges, and we were figuring out, um, like, transportation logistics. And the main man over here was amazing, and he figured all of I, that out. I'm the main man, um, just to let, to let you all know. Yeah, there's no other main man in my life. Um, Damn right. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, um, come February, right, um, we, yeah, we had been making strides in our planning process. We were feel, I think at that point we were feeling pretty good about where we were at. We had booked our, our, um, our transportation, like, for the entire week. We had, like, pay, had payments go out. We had booked our excursions. Like, everything was good, solid. And we start hearing about these cases um, of COVID or coronavirus in um, China. And they start to get high. We're, like, not really paying attention to it. But we know what's going on. Um, come March. Yeah. March, uh, 
March opened up a whole new can of worms for us, dog. Because um, we... So the first couple of cases started to hit Italy. Um, and in the Tuscany area... So we found this this map, or like a heat map, essentially, of like where coronavirus cases were in like what uh, part of Italy. And the heat map showed that like northern Italy was getting, at the time, what was considered hit hard. It was like, I think like 120 cases or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Tuscany region still had... Uh, very like few like I think like 12 total um, and we reached out to like our um, our villa host we reached out to our transportation folks and they were both like oh like don't worry like everything is all good they're like you know, the like, media's hyping this up like, this is don't just worry. super gas like <laughs> one of them sent us a picture of them like chilling with friends like <laughs> at a wine at a vineyard like just like kicking it like hey don't worry about it like we'll see y'all in July and we're like bet um, but also at the same time, though, like we were getting, um, you know, calls, texts and uh, other forms of communication from our guests saying like, hey, like Italy is uh, is kind of getting hit hard because Italy was like the second like major country yeah. to um, to really feel the effects. And so that was also kind of like alarming. Um, yeah, I think that when we fr- the first time we were alarmed is we saw like a, a notification or something that. They had had like 230 cases in a day. Mm-hmm. And of course, where we are now, like things are at a completely different place. Right. But like then we were like, whoa, that that does seem like like a lot. That's like a lot maybe we need to be um, more mindful of what's going on there. Yeah. So we were getting contacted. Um, and so what we did uh, and this is like the first maybe like March 6th. Uh, we sent out an email to all of our guests. We were sending out monthly emails anyway. Sent an email out to all of our guests like, hey, like we know that coronavirus is like, you know, a thing and it's becoming more prominent. Um, wasn't even like really in the United States yet at this point. But like, you know, people had concerns just traveling to Italy. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like had like six or seven like hyperlinks to resources um, to like share with people. We shared the heat map. We share like how the disease is transmitted like preventative measure, like all the things like CD. I was almost the CDC out here, like <laughs> specifically for our wedding guest. Um, and so, you know, we're still feeling good. Like people were like, oh, thank you for all this information. Like this definitely is helpful. Um, like outside of Italy, like I think it's just important to stay informed type of thing. Um, yeah, we were like, come June, it's going to be whatever. Like right. people are going to be like, this was silly. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, two weeks later, uh, which is probably like what March seventeenth. I'm looking at the calendar. I think it's March seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Um, is when Italy kind of like takes off, and cases become more prevalent in the United States. So I think this is where um, I would say even before that. I think within two weeks, right, the first mm-hmm. week of March, we're getting these contacts from everybody freaking out, and we see that Italy's numbers are going higher by March. 16th we were in the house Mm -hmm. like things were getting canceled they were like please stay home no i don't know if we had official orders yet but it was like if you don't need to be home you don't need to be or if you don't need to be outside like don't be outside right um and so within two weeks we not we went from everything's gonna be fine like it's not we're gonna still be able to go to italy to like we are in lockdown and we didn't expect that Mm -hmm. And that was that was wild. And so, like, we literally, two weeks later, again, we only send one monthly wedding email, typically. Uh, sent another email to folks, like, hey, like, COVID is, is, ramp- is rampant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's in the United States now. Like, Italy is, like, 
you know, um, it's, it's greater than the Northern Italy region. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff is wild. But, you know, stay tuned. Um, our Airbnb or the villa uh, host sent us like an email um, similar to the one we sent to our guests, but like just with more information in terms of like ratios, trying to like make people feel better. And like rightfully so, like, I mean, you know, it's a business that they're running at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I still felt at that time that like, you know, things can, can die down. Um, you know, I didn't know the extent of, of the virus and just kind of like the impact, uh, global impact that it would have. Um, which brings us to, to April. Yeah. So April comes, we, we told everyone beginning of April by mid April, we'll let you know, um, what our plans are really and how we're going to move forward with this. Um, and so mid April comes, um, and as we see stay at home orders extend and just, I think more, even more so than that, just like how hard this is hitting, um, like folks lives, um, out, even outside of the health concerns, like we have family who are planning to travel, who we would be concerned about, um, um, that might be higher risk. Um, however, on top of that, just like knowing what hardship is also being put on folks because they aren't able to work, they may be losing their jobs, or just things are really challenging right now. Um, we also took all that in mind um, and decided that we had needed to postpone our wedding in Italy. Um, it just didn't didn't seem feasible, even if even if travel bans get lifted by July, um, the safety of our family and our friends and the their ability to make sure that financially they can make that work, it just felt like too much. Um, and yeah, it was it was too much, so we had to postpone. Yeah, it felt like it felt very unfair of us to for for me anyway to like ask like people to continue to give us like monthly deposits for or not monthly but just like their deposits for Mm -hmm. their excursions and stuff like that um their stay plus like whatever amount that they spend on their plane ticket um and like all these things are happening while at the same time like like even me working in higher education like and working for a university i'm like nervous about getting furloughed and stuff like in the Mm -hmm. fall depending on what happens in the semester and so like all these things plus like the health concerns like both of our um, both of our parents are t- caretakers for our grandparents. Um, and like just seeing how like that will work would just, I don't know. It was just like a lot of things that yeah. like, it didn't sit well with us, um, to, to ultimately like bring this like to fruition still given just like the, un- the circumstances, the uncertainty and, um, just like all the risk, um, associated with it. Yeah, and the I mean, given now that we are, you know, in May, and <laughs> I don't think travel bans have been lifted, um, it just didn't seem feasible. So, yeah, so this this decision to um, postpone actually ended up becoming a larger frustration, um, even like after we made the decision for ourselves and like told our parents and stuff, um, because initially we were thinking that we would do it, you know. Um, you know, next year or like do something mm-hmm. next year with it. Um, but even then thinking about just like the uncertainty of um, like what the pandemic will look like, you know, we keep hearing talks about like the next wave. Um, we keep hearing like, you know, this winter is going to be super wild. 
um, and our villa slash like travel folks that we were working with their um the tourist business or hospitality business in general is just kind of like going under um globally but italy is being especially impacted um and so they um i feel like they're not even really in a position to be able to guarantee um you know next year um even in holding our deposits and stuff like that um which was also like not it was it was a whole ordeal um with them like saying that hey like we can't give you a refund but you know we'll hold your deposits um yeah and that was that was just like wild I, don't, I still don't think I'm over that no I don't think we'll be over it for a while um I think that we've come to terms in the moment but um none of it feels good to have to change our plans and continue you know I I think the name of this game is uncertainty and like we um because of that not only do we have to postpone and change our plans for this year but anything that we can do to you know take the place later down the road is uncertain as well and so Mm -hmm. uh, we had to come to terms with not only saying okay we're gonna postpone Italy and come back another day you know next year but actually have to say like indefinitely and maybe hopefully one day we'll be able to go back to Italy with even some of the people who were we were planning to go with originally mm-hmm. but that it's also possible that it won't happen at all so because like even looking at I mean like we're not only the only ones traveling like ours just happens to be connected to a wedding but like I don't think that any of us are in a position to really plan anything like no. concrete for like the next couple of years unfortunately mm-hmm. um like, I know that there were people who had plans, like, shout out to Dr. Indy Anderson Carter, you know what I'm saying, for um, graduating. She had Ooh. plans to go um, somewhere for a graduation trip. Um, and, you know, that got canceled, of course. And, you know, if they got travel vouchers or whatever for within a year, like, um, I don't know, like, even how feasible that stuff is. Right. So, yeah, outside of that, even just, like, changing our mindset of like you know we've we've gone hard for this like over the past like year um the amount of emails the amount of like excel sheets that we have in our our google drive (laughs) like the just amount of just effort that we put into this slash just like our vision for what this looks like Mm -hmm. for that to like not happen um the way that we initially planned um is super tough and really took us like I feel like we, even starting in March, like when things started to shut down, like in our heads, in my head anyway, I I don't know if uh, for you, but like, I was like, damn, I don't know if like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I don't want to speak it into existence. Mm -hmm. And it took us probably like even a month for us to like say it to each other that like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, do you really think this is going to happen? And then like, I feel like we were, we, it was like a grieving process. And like, like we were saying earlier, like people are really hurting and like, it's really hard for us to balance you know feeling sad about like not being able to go on like this this extravagant trip when like people are like losing jobs and stuff like that but like we still like it still hurts you know yeah, and, like, I think I think it's still valid mm-hmm. and I think that it's like it's one of these things that we've dreamed of for a long time and that we really put effort into and I think in these times it's easy to be like compared to what else is going on this means nothing and and in one hand absolutely like thank god we have our health thank god we have each other but on the other hand it really is letting go of a dream and and that you know 
feeling loss is also relative and that we can also honor that it's okay for us to be sad about it and it's okay for us to 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 grieve it yeah mm-hmm. it's a process and it was also a process just to like separate the i guess like the actual ceremony and like the aesthetic and like this dream from like our union if mm-hmm. that makes sense um because i mean like I think the the virus has put a lot of things into perspective in terms of like what really matters um like not even in terms of like our wedding but just like the family like connectivity you know like being able to provide like things like that mm-hmm. um it's so like that was also a challenge of like man when we were thinking about like what is our next plan going to be like how can we still match the aesthetic um like are we still going to go full out like is Una going to wear her dress um, like, do we need to get different outfits because, like, we wanted to, like, it's not going to feel the same. And, like, mm-hmm. really trying to make Italy still feel like Italy no matter where we were from, like, an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, but knowing that, like, that, like, regardless, um, regardless of where or what our backup plan was, like, that, that wasn't necessarily going to happen because, like, we weren't there. Right. But the, the, uh, the vibe of love and, you know, like just all the emotions and stuff that we were going to have in Italy, like the, the union of, or the union part of it is what's really um, like our, and it's always been our biggest priority, but like, I think it's become more and more of like a wow, like, you know what? Like it literally doesn't matter like where we get married um, because like we, we have each other and like, that's, that's the important part of it all. And I'll say for me, I think that it took us completely letting go of Italy being our, you know, our wedding or that being a possibility even in the near future, um, that it it took us completely letting go of Italy and saying this isn't going to happen and hopefully it does it one day, but we don't know when that day will be for me to really like kind of put all my eggs in the basket that like we're going to make whatever our, our what this new plan um what we want it to be mm-hmm. um and i think actually um i, I guess i'll share a, a quick quote cuz i think this helped me a lot um just yesterday um elaine welteroth uh posted she got married um who's elaine welteroth she um is the former editor um of teen vogue she was like the youngest and first African American um woman to be the editor of Teen Vogue and she's just amazing. She like came out with a book was it maybe like a year ago. Um but she's great and she just got married um and shared this on her Instagram. If you want to take a look, go ahead because her wedding was beautiful mm-hmm. and they really had to adjust all their plans as well. Um to make room for their love during this time. Um, And she said, some things only come around once in a lifetime. This love, that day, our moment, too divinely aligned to let it pass us by. Let this be remembered as the day that love could not be canceled. Hashtag love lockdown. And (laughs) that absolutely speaks to exactly, I think, how we had to shift our mindset because um, at the end of the day, like, 
it was hard for me, I think especially even more so than you, to be like, I'm excited to get married to you, but I'm devastated that it can't be in the way that I wanted it to be. Um, and I think that, again, like letting go of of what we expected is now giving us the opportunity to like make um, this new plan whatever we can um, and know that at the end of the day, our love is like, we're still going to celebrate it and it's going to be different, but it's going to be a great story down the line. Um, and honestly, actually, I think that it has worked out super well because for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, we were planning to get married in Madison, Wisconsin at Aldo Leopold Nature Center. Shout out to y'all for listening also. Yes, for real, for real. Um, and for sticking with us this long if you're listening now. So, um yeah, we had planned to get married there and then realized that like a big wedding with like 150 people, which isn't even huge in mm-hmm. comparison to some weddings, was just going to be too much. We were like spending all this money for Couldn't one day. It. it was just too much, right? Um, but um, we are lucky enough to be coming full circle and have just um, found out that we're going to be able to have our wedding back there. Um it's obviously going to be so small, but shout out to Duncan there who has always been super responsive and they just feel so good over there. They're cool really, sure. really warm and with all that's going on and all the changes and the um, weddings that they have had to cancel are still so gracious and kind. Um, and so we just feel really good about being back there and being able to celebrate there. Um, and of course, that means that with in complying with um what Wisconsin's rules are right now um and what they what we likely think they will be in July um we'll only be having about 10 people attend um which is basically our immediate family including um our moms and my sister and then um Anthony a few of Anthony's aunts and um my uncle and um yeah. And hopefully your sister, sister. and your stepmom yeah. and and so yeah, we've 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 pared down every step of this way. Um and while this pare down was not by choice and we're gonna miss um so much having um you know, our closest friends and other family members not be there, it's also it feels really good to be there, um, to be at Aldo Leopold and be somewhere that feels familiar and that we that means something to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still get to have Brian officiate our wedding, which is always Mac important get to the us. Money. <laughs> so so that feels good. And and while our new plans are completely not what we expected, not what we had planned for, um, I think things are starting to feel comfortable and feel exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think like even even enlisting off the people who are going to be present, like there are some there are some uncertainty or in some crucial names that like weren't mentioned. Right. So like um, Elaine and Cash, my stepmom and sister, like they live in Arkansas. Right. And like, how do we feel, um, you know, asking them to drive, what is it like 12 hours or something like that mm-hmm. to Wisconsin uh, for a weekend um, and like not even like risking their health because like um you know they're very healthy folks um but just like that travel Mm -hmm. um same thing with our grandparents except more so from a health perspective um like we like we don't know or don't think that it's going to be fair for us to ask them to 
to really put themselves out there, um, even with it being uh, a 10 person socially distant um, wedding um, to risk their health and safety. Because like Una's grandparents are 99 and 92 92, um, in a nursing home. Um, While my grandparents aren't that old, um, my grandma had like a aneurysm uh, a couple of years ago, um, is unable to really like take care of herself, um, let alone to like travel, Mm -hmm. um, what will be round trip around four hours if you include um, travel like within the city from Milwaukee to Madison um, and just like risk her health. Um, Same thing with my granddad, like while he is still like, you know, moving and like doing his thing and you know, like the handyman of the year and like all that stuff like he's still like he's so older right mm-hmm. and like we we don't feel comfortable um putting that situation on them um and asking them to attend um and even with like friends and family who are who are still in Madison or in Milwaukee um cuz our initial plan um before making it socially distant with 10 people was to reinvite all the folks who were initially coming to Italy with us who were within like driving distance. So like I'm thinking of uh there's Madison and Milwaukee, but there's also like Chicago, Minneapolis isn't that far, um, for us to like still have those people come. Mm-hmm. But like realistically in um maintaining social distance policies and like, you know, just like going with all that, like we couldn't ask them we really couldn't ask them like be there and stuff. Yeah, and I think that when we really thought of thought down to it of like if God forbid anything were to happen, if anyone were to be sick, um and our wedding caused all these people to come together, um, we just yeah, we couldn't we couldn't hold that that at all. Um and know that while we are so excited to celebrate with everybody that um everyone's health and safety is not worth them coming um or jeopardizing everyone's health and safety is not worth it so it was definitely hard um and we again like we've pared this down so many times and now have had to pare it down for a reason that is completely beyond our financial concerns beyond our just like aesthetic concerns beyond any of the things that we wanted as far as a wedding is concerned but it's happening because of something that we cannot control um and so that was really hard to come to terms with and felt super super unfair and i know still feels unfair especially for our family members and friends who want to celebrate with us um but won't be able to be there in person um but i think that in this time we've really had to change our mindset Mm -hmm. um to look at like wedding what a wedding should be and what a wedding should look like if nothing else, I think this pandemic has completely changed our minds about um, how we do things and what is the right way to do things because I think there's been so much innovation. We just we just had like an online, um, like a virtual Zoom um, trivia, trivia game and that was so fun and like finding ways to connect without being physically present um, has been, I think, an exciting challenge. And I think this has also made us really think about how we can be creative um, to make sure that while only 10 people can be at our wedding, that we can still have people involved and present in other ways. And so I think the silver lining in all of this is that we'll be, um, you know, broadcasting on Zoom. Um, so, so. 
to share our ceremony with folks who weren't even going to be able to come to Italy, right? And so, like, I think our our reach has grown because Mm -hmm. of this in ways that we didn't expect, and we can include people that we didn't expect, um, and which is a great thing because that was always kind of the hard part of doing a destination wedding is that so many people that we care for would not be able to be there. Mm -hmm. And now, even though it's not in person, we can still have, like, we can have more people than we had planned for, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, also with that, like, like, I think that even going back to like the grandparent situation, like it's been hard for us to, to have like even conversations with our family members about like, Oh, like, you know, our, your grandparents are coming. Like, we don't understand. We don't understand that. Um, and like, to be honest, like we, I mean, it took us like months to really get to this point of like being able to accept like all these like things or like these people and these changes are like happening because of the virus and there's nothing that we can necessarily do to control it um while still like being responsible um responsible people essentially and like shout out to alicia ashley um b mac lexi sarah josh um alex lonnie like all these people who are also um who have like these ideas of what their wedding is supposed to look like um, and are have slash like may have to make uh, adjustments based on different policies and like the pandemic right and like we've all talked um, in various ways um, to each other um, and like we're all kind of like going through this this mindset change and I'm pretty sure it's tough to also communicate those things to family members um, but like again like I think that this changing of mindsets really does get to the root of like what a, a wedding and what a marriage is really supposed to be about um and like we're I feel like we're finally entering into like a good space um mentally with this of just like okay cool we have what we feel is like the plan um and with that plan like we are feeling pretty confident moving forward and like just really excited to like make this happen um I'm not excited to you know drive 14 hours back to (laughs) Wisconsin Um, but I'm excited for, you know, like literally everything else and just being able to connect and celebrate and and just to get married. Like we're tired. (laughs) We're tired of planning. Um, and we just, we really just want to like make this happen and just see it, see it come, um, come to fruition. So yeah. Um, also some positive things that have happened. Um, I was able to get my tux finally. Actually, I got my, what brought it up. I bought my suit for B Max wedding because I'm, um, standing his wedding, um, before I even got my suit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I should probably get on that. Um, no kidding. So I got my my tux. Um, shout out to Shani, who is my uh, my friend in the UK, who was able to finagle some stuff with ASOS UK to mail it to her, to then mail it to me. Um, you know, we we have the the venue. You know, everything's just like coming together, and it is. and we're feeling really really happy about it all. We are, yeah. I I think we'll go ahead and wrap up because. I think that's that's all we got to say, but it's been a process, and I know so many people are, you know, dealing with similar things, whether it's a wedding or it's something else, but... Graduations. Graduations, birthdays, absolutely. Yeah. Birthdays, all of these things that just feel so hard to celebrate right now, and yet, like, we're finding a way. It might not be the same, but we are finding a way, and I think that has been really great to see on so many different levels during this time. Um, So if you have any of those stories or if this resonates with you in any way, please share, comment um, how, yeah, how you relate to this or 
or how, if at all, this has helped you think about um, some of the transitions that you're making right now. Um, we want to hear it all. So. And this sounds like like a season finale of sorts, but like there are still more episodes. Like we're not married yet. Slash, like this is probably going to continue like even after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like continue to tune in. Um, we appreciate your listenership. We appreciate you engaging with us, and um, can't wait to continue to deliver more content to you all. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Peace. Hey y'all, be sure to follow us at The Engage Podcast on Instagram and The Engage Pod on Twitter. You can also follow our personal pages at A-Y-Y-O-A-N-T A-Y-Y-O-A-N-T, and at Una Amor, O-O-N-A-M-O-R. These episodes are produced by Anthony and myself. Our theme song is by Anthony. Here. Like, comment, share, and thank you for listening.